that's a child. Technically, he's 475 years old. Then why did you draw him like this? Warning, this podcast contains spoilers, but you shouldn't care. Welcome to Hey James, Watch This, a celebration of mediocrity. In this and indeed every episode, Russ and Fry will try to convince their friend James why he should watch an absolutely unnecessary film. Hey James, Watch This. Hi everybody, welcome to Hey James, Watch This. I am James. I'm Russ. And I'm Fry. And I just watched You Spin Me Round. There's no you in there. Oh, Spin Me Round. God, what a move. That certainly was one of the movies uh, that I watched. (laughs) Here's the thing about this movie. I don't think it's a bad movie, but it wasn't made for me. (laughs) Like, whoever the target audience is... It's that that's not me. That doesn't make it a bad movie, but it it was not what you would call my favorite of film. Olive ever. Garden employees. Yeah. A film for people who have strong feelings about Olive Garden. Maybe. I I thought that they did a good job with I don't know. It Aubrey Plaza's cool. She didn't get a lot of screen time. <laughs> Other than that, it was really unremarkable to me, despite all the wacky stuff that happens at the end. I just, unremarkable is the word that I would use. I live next to a restaurant called the Old Spaghetti Factory. <laughs> now, I love that a committee sat down and they looked at potential restaurant names for their Italian dining experience. And you have Olive Garden, which, fine. Yeah, I they like grow olives, olives I in like Italy. Olives. There's olives in Italian food. It sounds it vaguely Italian, yeah. The old spaghetti. Why not just fucking call it the ravioli toilet? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> the old rusty spaghetti factory. Anywho. The linguine Here, Here's some linguine we found in the parking lot. Enjoy, you plebs. So, yeah. So, to cap off my review, uh, two stars out of five. Uh, more Abbey Plaza needed. Yeah, if, if, if you've got Audrey Plaza in your movie, that should be the focal point of your movie. Plus three. The, the camera should follow her around as she does morally questionable and like things that aren't scary, but feel like it's going to get scary. Like that's that's her like metier. Yeah. Anyway, what do we got today, gents? Well, we were tasked with animated thriller. Yes. Now, we chose some movies. And this one went on the list because I found one like odd cinephile site that classified it as futuristic anime dystopian matrix thriller. <laughs> and thriller is one of those words. I've and already then, seen ghost a ghost in the shell, so Oh, so you'll be familiar with literally every trope. Good. Okay. <laughs> Well, have you seen Ghost in the Shell mixed with Gundam? Okay, well then, solid. Okay, cool, cool. I mean, that's, uh, but, that's not a bad selling point right there. We could just stop. Wait, wait, no, no. That depends on what part of Gundam he's talking about. Because if you've ever watched Gundam and actually watched it, it is 10% giant cool robots and 90% attractive whinging men. Man, we are like, so we've got Gundam. Okay, solid. Shit. <laughs> There's not a whole They're bunch of attractive whinging men in this movie. Oh, that's the but worst part of that show. There's really only one attractive whinging man, and he doesn't whinge that much. There is an attractive whinging... What, several attractive whinging women? Uh, yeah. Eh. 
Okay. But. <laughs> this is the best way to introduce a movie that we've ever done. Yeah, we're just no, going to talk so. around it and not say the title <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. Be as vague no, we're, we're not planning though. to tell you what this movie is. <laughs> Good luck finding it, asshole. Now we can't continue the podcast. No, the new, new concept for the podcast. We describe a movie, but we don't tell you what it is. And then if mm. you agree to watch it, you also have to try to find it based on I what have we to... told you. I have to guess the movie. Yeah, that that seems like it would be a good one episode joke, maybe, but I don't think I would get it. You know. Well, you boys will be pleased to know that I did not base Untitled Text off of animated thrillers because, <laughs> I mean, like it's Brave it's Little a... Toaster, Secret of Nim, and The Land Before Time. Like, are those the three? Yeah. Well, uh, the standings are Fry. 82 james 82 yeah and Keeping i haven't close. done this for a minute but i wanted to do three movies one actor the redemption All oh right. yeah hopefully right. yeah okay because last time we did this it was a train wreck Oh, I was going to say shit show. But, but yeah, that was sure. meant to be topical because, America, I'm waiting on your third one. Come on. Let's have another one fall <laughs> off the rails like trains are supposed to do. Her- I love her- that. This they, is- go- they can go in two directions. And that's too complicated. <laughs> anyway. Well, I mean, look. There's like a lot of trains. There's a lot of rails. It's hard to keep track of where everything is all the time. So I have given you the easiest... Three yeah, movies, good. one actor I could possibly conceive of. And then I went through and I found the ones that were like, an AI could get them based off of one movie. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I'm not going to do those. So, All right. Russ, I want, you to, I want you to promise me something. Yep. Well, I mean, I guess try, I want you to try to do this, okay? If Fry and I do fuck this up and we say dumb shit and it infuriates you, can you replace your philosophize me with just rants and with a rant that's just complaining about us? Because I, <laughs> I can do that. that would, I, I think that would be really funny. Just insult the shit out of us. I think that would be really funny. All right. So, Fry82, okay. James82, let's get this going. Yeah. Three movies, one actor. The Big Lebowski. Tron. Crazy Heart. Jeff Daniels. For fuck's sake. I softballed that one in, and you said Jeff Daniels. Crazy I don't know. Heart? I don't I recall the movie Crazy one. Heart. Is that okay? That not Iron Man, Tron, name? The Big Lebowski. Oh, I know who it is. Uh, okay, Fry. What did you say? I said Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. No, is Jeff the guy Bridges. From Dumb and Dumber. No, it's Jeff Bridges. Or thank no, you. No, oh not. God, thank you, oh, James. Okay. Oh fuck me. No, yeah, okay. Yes. I was, Jeff Bridges I, I, and Jeff Daniels are two very separate. Those are people. different people. They, they definitely. All right, have you seen them in a room together? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> Apocalypse Now, The Godfather, On the Waterfront. Marlon Brando. Yosha. Okay, thank you for making this doable for idiots like us. <laughs> Russ is just like, okay, I'm just going to pick the greatest and most popular actors of all time that even these morons would know. <laughs> I, wanted, yeah. I wanted five to five is, is what the, yeah. I wanted the final score to be. The Father, Silence of the Lambs, Thor. Oh, shit. God, what's his what's name? What's his name? God damn it. I know um, what you're talking about. Uh, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Gene. No. No. No, it's not, it's not Gene anybody. We're, 
God, we're so dumb. It's, uh, it's hard. It's to like a famous to. guy. He's like the most yeah, famous he's, person. He's, he's a super famous actor. I know who you're talking about. Um, Shit. I feel like nine days out of ten, I could tell you his name, and right now I can't. <laughs> oh, I've, hold on. I've got it. Wait, wait, wait. It's. Um, oh, I don't have his last name. Oh, shit. If I say his first name, Fry will remember. Never. Ooh, no, just it. tell me. I'm sure it'll be fine. No. We'll split the points. If you get the first name and I get the last name, uh, we'll have Russ split the points in half. I don't... Russ hasn't agreed to do that. He's, um, he's fine with it. Trust me. Oh, God. I know his first name. I don't know his last name. Shit. What happened to me? God. I know who it is. His name isn't don't... Hannibal Lecter? Are we sure about no, that? No. No, his name is not Hannibal Didn't Lecter. did we have one that was the two popes last week? <laughs> I don't. I can't think of his last name, so I can't. I can't. For some reason, I guess I can't tell you it. Okay, now I'm going to give you his first name, and whoever says the last name first wins it. Okay. Okay. Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Uh, I think that was James. I'll check the tape, but I'm pretty sure that was James. <laughs> Wait, James? Yeah, were I was... you thinking Anthony that whole time? Yes. You come up yeah, but my... it's different. It's different when you hear it out loud. You should. <laughs> Here's what you do: mute your microphone and then say it. That's not a. You know what I should do? I should get. I should, I should configure a mute button on this thing anyway. I don't know how that works though. Well, I have a mute button. It's called the mouse pointer. I can just go into Discord here and click mute, and then it will still also. Oh, you're recorded. right. I was. Oh, you're right. I was thinking about the record. Yeah, I could just. You're right. I'm an yeah, idiot. Yeah, I think anyway. it's okay if it's on the recording. I don't. I'm not hacking yeah. your computer and live streaming your recording. I don't, yeah, well, we, let's be careful about that. I was going to say, try yeah, to Anthony yourselves Hopkins. as little as possible. I don't want to cut, like, <laughs> just extended Russ, diatribes about how Russ you is can't just remember sweating right name. there. <laughs> don't worry, I'm not going to mute myself. I, I also, I think that's cheating, so. Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, Deer Hunter. Oh, yeah. Uh, shit, what's his name? <laughs> I think that's uh, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> no, shut up. It's the um, Robert De Niro. Thank you. Yeah. Modern Times, The Gold Rush, City Lights. I don't think I've seen any I, of those movies. I don't movies. feel like I know any of those movies. You've definitely seen Modern Times if you haven't seen the other two. I have not seen Modern Times. Tell me Times. about Modern Times. <laughs> so, <laughs> Russ is like, I didn't agree to this. <laughs> so Modern Times is a talkie. It was made in 1936. It is a very black comedy uh, starring... Probably the most famous actor who has ever lived. Oh, made the um, transition. One of the very few who made the transition from silent film to talkies. Charlie Chaplin? That's the one. That's ah. what I was trying to get to. I was like, that guy who looked like Hitler. With that yeah, movie. I know. Fry was thinking like, oh, oh, it's Joke Hitler. What was his name? All right. At our midpoint of the game here, y'all are doing very well in that James has scored five points. All right. So James, you could just take a take a break, maybe run a lap or something, and then hell no, uh, I'm gonna I want to win that. I'm gonna win that belt back, Mister <sighs> Mister Belt Winner. You know, if, after this round, you fucking deserve it. <laughs> All right, let's do Doctor No, The Untouchables, The Rock, Sean Connery, oh, John. Yeah, Sean Connery. <laughs> you were gonna say John Connery. I was gonna you? say Sean. I guess I was <laughs> tripped myself up in my disappointment that you beat me. <laughs> African Queen, Casablanca, Maltese Falcon. Why now of all times can I not remember that motherfucker's name? Wait again, Sam. The piano will cover up Humphrey Bogart. 
<laughs> well done. Wow. I did get my wish. This is... This is you know. <laughs> yeah. It's Every less of a redemption and more answered, of a slaughter. I, I hope maybe to answer a few of them at some point. Noah, a beautiful mind, gladiator. Russell Crow. Oh, Russell Crowe. Oh, uh, you know, I've got to give one to each on that one. Uh, that was that was <laughs> deadly at the same time. I would donate that point to Fry. <laughs> no, in, no. The, in the in the in the, the interest of keeping the competition, I'll in go, the interest of keeping the competition close, I'll go back and say in the interest of keeping it close, eighty-five to one. I'll make a note to check that one. Well, I, we rarely have like total landslides, so like you know, I'm not trying to. Lincoln, Gangs of New York, there will be blood. Christian Bale. Uh, no, no, oh, it's, it's, it's Daniel Day Lewis. That's the one. Daniel Fuck Day. God, Th- those are all such a good people. actor. <laughs> and lastly, for a few dollars more, sudden impact, million dollar baby, Clint Eastwood. Well, there you fucking go. That was wow. Uh, <laughs> right. I, I give it up to you, James. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your job's just done right there. Uh, that is James 92 and Fry, I guess, 83, maybe? <laughs> 83, maybe. Wow. Wow. That was a cleanup. Whew. All right. I'll Stargate next week. Excellent. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> wow. We wanted <laughs> animated thriller. And this is kind of that thing. Um, okay. This is 2014, and this is Expelled from Paradise. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Try. Expelled from Paradise. They mentioned that this is has some similarities with The Matrix. I'm just going to start off right off the bat there. Okay. Most of humanity's population at this point in the in the future lives in a virtual reality world called Diva. And okay. by lives, I mean only exists there. They don't have physical bodies. They are digital, fully digital beings. Uh, as a character... Oh, they went full upload. Oh, yeah, they went full upload. As a character will tell us midway through the movie, they are born with physical bodies. They keep them for roughly like eight days or something like that. Actually, no, it was measured in seconds. It was like some number of minutes, basically. And then the computer is able to extrapolate their their unique DNA and just throw away the cells and continue building that person digitally from there on out. Well, it's a soft science nightmare, but I guess it's fine for starting the plot off. Yeah, yeah, you know, it sounds you know sounds great. None of the none of the bullshit bodies come with. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and so it's this it's this lovely idyllic paradise. Hey, that's where they got the name, and. <laughs> Suddenly, one day, a hacker attacks, and... <laughs> you okay, okay there, Russ? Fry, Fry, how can we tell that a hacker has attacked? Well, so... Yeah, Fry. Our, how our do we know? Our main character is, is having a lovely day on the virtual beach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, all the fun, usual beach stuff. Watching people play in the water, relaxing in the sun, getting harassed by random men... All the regular stuff that happens on the beach. And, yes. And then suddenly, the whole simulation freezes around them. The water stops moving, the sand starts to break apart, and a giant black mouth opens in the sky and speaks to them. 
Oh, I reckon that'd do it. And it screams, "Be not afraid." Basically, <laughs> does yes. it? Does it really? No. Oh. I. It doesn't say "be not afraid," but it does say, "Sorry to disturb you." I'm just letting y'all know. I'm about. To, you know, we're about to launch this probe into deep space, and we could use some volunteers to come with us. So please reach out to me and get out of Diva and join this expedition. Bye. At this point, I would like to do a small interjection for the yeah. listeners mainly. The way that Fry explains movies is very sort of casual and informal. <laughs> a lot of the times when he... And I'm not saying it's wrong, right? Because this is what you saw, Fry. It's the, but the way that you explain movies is does not always convey an <laughs> a, 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 a accurate impression of the scene. And I, I can only assume that's intentional and that's totally fine. But um, just so the listeners know... When Fry describes something as being inconvenient, it's usually like some kind of murder rampage. So right. just, just yes, as an yes. FYI, you, you really tone stuff down. Yes, you really tone stuff down. Anyway, please continue. So our, our main character sees this. She's there at the beach that day. And she is also an agent of Diva Security. Diva's the name of the simulation. Yeah. And... So she goes into... You going to deliver that name there, Fry? Oh, Angela Balzac. I'm going to work real hard on that Z sound. It's Balzac. All right. And what does Balzac do? Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I wanted that low-hanging fruit. Oh, look at uh, that. I was going to do that, too. Nice, nice, nice. All right. So... <laughs> so Miss Balzac I... jumps into the the connection space. Oh, wait, hold on. Existed. Wait, hold on. Wait. Wait, hold on. Russ, you should have said dangling fruit. No, it's low hanging. One slightly lower than the other. Anyway, so she That's important for collision. Yeah, yeah. So she starts chasing the hacker through cyberspace. We get a fun little cutscene. But she's not able to get it. I love this in, not just in anime, but like in any movie where it's yeah. like they try to visualize like chasing someone through cyberspace. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. It's stupid. it's like, okay. Well, this they haven't done it like this before. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it is it is a little different from, from what you're going to see in some other movies. I so, see. So she gets called up in front of the leaders of D.Va. Right. And... The leaders of Diva have all taken the form of massive gargantuan statues to ancient gods in in a place built on a scale of similar gods as well. So in case you were curious if they had any kind of ego in this or if this was just a completely equal society, no. No, they are literal gods hoarding resources. What you're confirming for me right now is that this is definitely anime. Like, that's what I'm hearing is, is I'm just hearing you say the word anime, anime, anime over again. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's just, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's very anime. <laughs> there are these giant statues and they turn into robots and they fight with, with laser swords. It's like, I, I, I heard you say anime already. Like, you don't need to keep saying. <laughs> I will always remember. Shout out to Paul. He doesn't listen to this, but he's an old friend of mine. He was once with me in an arcade back when those things were things. Oh, yeah. And we walked past a video game. And this video game had the player use a massive gun 
the size of any teenager's torso. And you had to kill a countless amount of robots with this giant gun while you were flying around in some kind of futuristic ornithopter. And this gun would put holes in the sides of ships. But the robots would stand up again. Yes. And you had to shoot them a lot of times. And he said to me, you know how I know this game is from Japan? (laughs) (laughs) How, said I. He replied, because it's dumb. (laughs) That That is, I think, a bit reductionist, but sure. I said what I said. All right. I, well, I think it's it's. A I don't know how to segue from that except to describe some more dumb shit that's about to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so the the uh, gods are going to send you're, the gods are going to send her off to find the hacker who calls himself yeah. Frontier Setter. So uh, she's like the security <laughs> agent, like their crack top agent. Well, of, she's we're going to find out she's not their top agent. Like she basically uh, was in the right place at the right time for this. Ah. Uh, Okay. And so she's trying to get a promotion by going after all this. Although so getting a said, promotion in a purely virtual world is fucking hilarious, but that aside. Yeah. And and what is protagonist Chan's name? Balsack. An- Angela We've Balsack. Talked about it. We've talked oh, about that's it. right. That's oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We we did like a whole bit and it didn't stick with you? Just, just the balls part. Sorry, I forgot. I'm going to need you okay. to remember that name because basically my entire philosophize is a big pun. So... <laughs> Isn't isn't yeah. there a philosopher named Balzac? Sure. Why not? Keep, There's a philosopher named everything. Keep, Look at yeah. the list of French philosophers. It's as long as my fucking arm. Back in the day, apparently anyone who could afford to like meet someone in a coffee shop could be a philosopher. So, you know. Now anyone can, with a YouTube channel is a philosopher. Yeah. If you <laughs> have a true. microphone and you're connected to the internet, you can be a philosopher. Case, case in point, us. If any of you fuckers dare call me a philosopher, I will stick my dick directly in your eye. I was going to say a similar thing, except without the dick part, but just to tell you not that, that no, we're not philosophers. We're just this, three idiots this who, is, who... What is any discussion but a meeting of philosophies? Thank you, Fry, for demonstrating my point. We are not philosophers. We're three idiots who can afford microphones, and that is literally it. That's fair. That's fair. Not You're even right good yeah. microphones. I think they're pretty good. Like but one step my, up from your phone. I mean, they're... Yeah, they're... Okay. They're Yeah, they're not studio quality. <laughs> Let's be clear. So... Balsack is set up on the quest that will take her throughout the rest of the movie. <laughs> uh, re- throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah, we might as well. Let's just do that. And, we're we're going to do it anyway. The hacker is coming from Earth. It's not coming from within Diva, which is actually a satellite orbiting Earth. What? You know, to get away mean? from Earth. What do you mean is coming from Earth? It's the, the, the hacker. So, he's making a phone call from if Earth. If it's not an alien. So the setup that Fry weirdly left out was that this is very much post-apocalyptic and okay. most of Earth's population exists digitally on Diva, the satellite. Yeah, he mentioned that, yeah. And there's like 2% that still exists on Earth for absolutely no reason other oh. than the fact that they descended from homeless people. Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, that Or Australia. Or Australia, let's be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suspect Australia is actually unchanged. It's not covered in this movie, but I bet it's just exactly the same. I thought this movie was set in Australia. No, she clearly lands in North America. 
Isn't it wonderful outline. how everything is like region centric? Like in, yeah. in, in this movie, the, if if she were to plummet to Earth, the least likely place she would land would be Japan. But she's probably in Japan. I mean, the least likely place she <laughs> yeah. would land is on is on any land at all. Micronesia. But yeah. <laughs> how did I end up on Guam? This isn't convenient at all. So she gets sent down, but yeah, you know, remember. Her physical body only lived for about 2,000 seconds, so they have to grow her a new clone body to go down to Wait, Earth. wait, hold on a sec. You, this is another thing that, <laughs> and I know this plot is complicated, so I'm not like This plot is not I, complicated. But this is another thing that you haven't covered. So when you said their bodies only live seconds, I thought you meant their bodies were just uploaded and then destroyed. But you're saying no, they no. The, can't they live more. New, than. No, I mean new beings are born in D.Va. By fertilizing an egg and a sperm and letting that go on for about 2,000 seconds. Okay. And then then they scan that clump of cells and put its soul oh, into the matrix. I'm the such an idiot. When you, when, you, <laughs> when you said bodies, I was imagining little babies. But these are fully grown human clones. Now, do you see how this movie has single-handedly answered the nature versus nurture question? And that is not explored at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a hundred percent nature, right? They're just saying DNA determines yeah, just everything about you. Extrapolate from this yeah. DNA and done. Yeah, I was wondering about that earlier, but I thought I shouldn't ask too many questions because you know it's an anime with the, the you know, movie. What I assume that are, question beneath it. We are not, also assume, not past the first five minutes. <laughs> what I assume are very big and cool fights in it. So I assume yeah. it's mostly about that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm gonna, she grows a body. She goes to Earth. It's fine. Uh, yeah, as she's, she's landing, fine. she's supposed to meet up with her handler on Earth to, who I guess, will teach her about being a human being or something. The whole, mis- the whole in, reason he's part of this is unclear. In 2,000 seconds? What? No. The, the the two thousand six is, is how long the clump of cells live. That that's gone. That was that was that was when she ago. was born. That's gone. If she doesn't have a physical body, how is she plummeting? They, to they grew one. Fry just they said a, that they grew a new body for her that's meant to last. Oh, okay. Yeah, Sorry, she, I she gets a U body. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So she gets her mind uploaded into that. That gets thrown into a spaceship and shot out of a satellite down into the earth. This is one of those things where I know when I watch it, I'm not going to be confused for one second. But just listening to you explain it, it is like, what the fuck is going to on? To somebody. That, honestly, that's one of the reasons why when we do like a really complicated anime, it is so <laughs> fun to try to explain it. Like, see, the fire is sentient. And so the firefighters are actually cops. That one was wild. If that it's one so hadn't good. had good art in it, it would have sucked ass. <laughs> but the artwork yeah. was really good and the music was good. So. So as she's coming down to Earth, she's heading to the drop point for her handler. And this is where we get our first silly, fun fight. Her handler is driving a a go-kart, basically, across the desert. And he's being chased by a million billion sandworms. Excellent. Just, Just as far as the eye can see, covering the horizon... And we find out later he is actually att- attached uh, to clanging metal cans behind his his sand buggy to get the worms to chase him. Because she's not okay. coming down alone. She's coming down in a fighting mech. He, sh- he should have driven without rhythm, but you know. Well, he um, wanted, so, so, he, no, he wanted the worms. He wanted so the worms to chase him. So we got the Matrix. 
Yeah. And then we got a little bit of Dune. Interesting. I wouldn't focus on the Dune aspect so much. In a lot of ways, the play, the land she's going to feels more like Trigun. It's just one of the things yeah. in the desert oh, okay. happens to be sandworms. It's the Matrix, it's Gundam, it's Trigun. Yeah. Gotcha. So her new body... So Okay, so now we get to the giant robot. So her new body is now in a giant robot. Yes. That makes more sense with the plummeting part, because you can kind of only do that once experimentally. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's unless you're in a, giant a downward robot. transition. Yeah, yeah. Russ is having a field day with this. He's like, you guys are fucking I just, morons. I'm, just, I'm screaming. I'm screaming well, over here. We do have a whole 90 more minutes of movie from this point. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's part of why Russ is screaming. Oh, my God. But I, I just wanted to cover this part because it was fun. And then I'm going to speed through a lot more stuff because I'm not going to try to cover all of it. But she, You do your thing. She connects to her satellite control center to instantly shoot down all the worms. And then we find out that this was this guy's plan. And he's told some of the the worm meat collectors from town, like, hey, I'm going to have a big sale for you if you come out here at this time. And they're all just, he says, all right, 300 bucks and it's all you can take. And they've just driven up with like dump trucks that they're just filling with sandworm meat, which which we we determined probably tasted like a mixture of beef and, and crab. And this is on Earth. This is on Earth. Cool. Where, where their primary source is, uh, or one of their primary food sources is, in fact, giant sandworms. No, I just meant, it, you know, like the giant sandworms we have now. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone knows about them at this point. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. <laughs> they do have giant earthworms, and they're terrifying. I have a strange interjection here. Um, yeah. Th- th- this, this picture was written by a guy named Gin Urobuchi. And he has a recurring theme in a lot of his animes that guns solve all problems. <laughs> and Jesus it is on Christ. full display here. Like, if there is something wrong, shoot it and the problem is fixed. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Cool. So, <laughs> we're going to skip from there. We're, you know, She's going to meet up with the guy and he's going to... Show her how to, you know, actually do an investigation in a not stupid way. The guy? Yes. Yeah. Well, the What's guy, the guy's name. name, Fry? His name is Dingo. <laughs> is that why you thought it was in Australia, you racist? Well, first off, you can't call a species of wild dog a race. That, like, that's, that has nothing to do with anything. Australia was a penal colony that, you know, the British came in and overrun all the natives. And none of which had... It. Also, the dingoes did eat that baby. Let's be, let's be clear. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. I was like, you're supposed to respond to a senseless attack with a, with a virulent insult. Not, like, logic it out. <laughs> so you're it, a baby uh, eater. <laughs> I, I am curious. Russ, did you watch this in English or Japanese? <laughs> what do you okay if Fry, anyone out you're there the only is one here who watches about dubs. my motivations dubs can suck the fattest part of my dick i agree they I, suck and they're bad well you're none of you are going to watch it in english i didn't either uh because i didn't have access to it because good uh, man reasons but the the annoying the, the thing is the english voice actor for dingo is the one is uh Steve johnny Blush. Uh, wait, did I get that wrong? In, oh, no, I fuck it up. Uh, yeah, no, Steve Blum is... Ah, uh, oh, fuck me. Yeah, Johnny Young Bosch is a different guy. So that is the guy who played Spike Spiegel, and he sounds exactly like Spike Spiegel. And so when I was watching the trailers, 
was like, cool, great, I'm going to have Spike show us around the apocalypse. And then it, it wasn't that because I wasn't watching the dub. Anyway, <laughs> that that whole interjection could probably just be cut and moving on. <laughs> Dubs suck. And let me explain something. This is not an anime thing. Foreign movies should be watched in the original language when possible. Brotherhood of the Wolf, if you watch it in French and you don't speak French, is an incredible movie. If you watch it with the dubs, it is a dumb, shitty movie about dumb, shitty people. It I, ruins the film. I, I am going to take the opposite stance here. Because I believe you should watch the movie in whichever way you're going to enjoy it the most. If you want to listen and you will to it enjoy in its if, if you, want you to don't to watch it in, it in the, the language, language you speak, go ahead and do so. That's fine. Just like reading I, a translation no, I, of a book or listening to a translation of a song. No, I'm going to come down hard on this one and yuck everyone's and yum and say, you, here's you why, suck. Here's why that interpretation is vastly flawed, Fry. Because what you're doing when you watch a TV show or a movie that's subtitled, you are reading it. The words yep. are the same, just like you would read a translated novel. However, the emotion that is conveyed through the voice acting exactly. is as it was intended. I exactly. love that I get to say this, and I, like this is the spurriest thing I've ever said, and I'm right. Because like in if, if you watch something like Evangelion, the director gave one of the voice actors a note that no one has ever known apart from them too. It was not conveyed yeah. to any English voice actor. This is how this line should be delivered. There is no debate here. Subs are better. I hate all of you. You, you, you no. I, I completely agree. You, you cannot. The original direction is what matters. Hands that, down. That is, it is ridiculous. It, the a movie is a product of a lot of people. If the and English, we're gonna only one director. If the English release of it <laughs> includes a translator and a voice, a set of voice actors. So that people can listen to it and enjoy it in a way that, that works for them. and, and Movies are a visual medium. Though, to be fair, Wait, apparently movie, there's a big controversy are an audio video. as to whether or not King of the Hill is better in sub or dub. So, you know. King of the Hill. <laughs> James, I know you're old, but you have seen talkies, right? You know they're not all silent films anymore. It's an audio and video medium, not just a visual one. Eh, what was that? <laughs> couldn't, couldn't quite hear you. <laughs> James takes off his mask and he's a thousand years old. <laughs> it's like, oh man, he's, he's got more creases than skull in there. <laughs> anyway, Fry, it's it's fine. I, I also okay. agree that if you want to watch it that way, it's fine. I just disagree with you wholeheartedly. That's all. So, so Dingo <laughs> and Balzac are <laughs> investigate this hacker, and one thing leads to another, and they find the hacker is actually. An AI that has, or a computer program that has gained sentience and become an AI. Yes. And the computer program, I, not a ton of time is spent on the backstory. It just has a little introduction. But yeah. it really. I keep having all these, sorry, I keep having all these questions. And then I'm like, I shouldn't ask these questions. It, this is. It really it's... cracked me up because I, I came up with my own headcanon for this because the computer program <laughs> describes itself as. A piece of program management software for the Genesis Arc program. So and task so it, manager became self-aware. Yeah, so no. I'm, in my mind, I'm like, Excel's, uh, an Excel sheet had too many iterations yes. and became self-aware. <laughs> and then was like, okay, there are no human beings working on this project. How can I move this project forward yeah, myself? QuickBooks took over. 
Yeah. God, Excel would be such a shit person. <laughs> Not this. Excel is great. Excel is friendly. It is. Hey, the. Do y'all want to know something about me? Hmm. What's that? I, I don't know if you know this or not. When I was in high school, I promise I had friends, but I was also a member of the Business Professionals of America. Oh my God, I didn't and know that. This was, I mean, it, it was all business-related things, and they had competitions. So you could have competitions based on your proficiency in various business-related softwares. I have competed in three stages of Excel competitions. Outstanding. I won regionals. I won state. I went to nationals for Excel. Do do you get a letter jacket for that? And does no, it you have just, the Excel icon have a, a, on the shoulder? Back when I was in high school, I had a patch on my Letterman's jacket. That jacket has since been burned. But no, no, no <laughs> you, you you just get a trophy and it says you excelled. Yeah, that would be much better. <laughs> sorry, I'm so, sorry, everyone. I'll I'll go shoot myself now. Yeah, we'll finish time. the episode and then okay. Then, well, right, I'll, I'll do it later. Decide if you're going to watch the movie, but do it later. I'll do okay, um, okay. I'll do it later. <laughs> um, so. This program management software has become sentient and started yes. running the program himself and given himself the moniker uh, Frontier Setter. And he's just the friendliest robot. He, he He's just like, hey, yeah, I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm just trying to get people to come along with me. Uh, Is he the kawaii companion? No. No, he's a boxy no? robot. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, they can he, be cute. He does not look humanoid in any way. I mean, Wally was boxy and he's pretty cute. He's he's on the he's on the level of Boxy, or of, of Wally. God damn, it. he's on the level of Wally. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, he he changed he changes forms a bit. Like he spends yeah. a lot of the movie as kind of a Wally robot, but then he also takes over things to assist in various attacks and blowing yeah. things up. And I mean, he's, oh, okay. he doesn't have a form. Gotcha. Yeah, he's just a he's just a program. Also, when you said something about a program became sentient, I was under the impression that that had already happened. Like, <laughs> like I assumed that like the, the well, simulation was being run so, by an AI. So there's another very good question that the movie doesn't get into. You realize yeah. that all of the people participating in D.Va right now are programs, are AIs. right? Yeah. 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 They Is are artificial, artificial intelligence? intelligence? The movie doesn't ask that very good question. The I, movie, again, considers this beneath it. I think I'm like, I'm starting to like this movie. <laughs> The movie does, like, the reason they explain that whole I was alive for 2,000 seconds thing is <laughs> the, the human, you know, Dingo does compare Balzac to being an AI. He's like, what's different yeah. from you in an AI? And she's like, excuse me, 2,000 seconds of cell multiplication. <laughs> okay, so Fry, let's, we've gone real long on this. I would like to jump to the robot fights and are they cool and stuff. Okay, Fucking so... Great. She's going to go back up. She's done her investigation. She's like, oh, this is just a friendly AI. He's agreed to communicate over official channels. Uh, mm-hmm. Problem solved. And the gods are like, fuck no. You should have destroyed it. So we're going to send a thousand robots to destroy it. <laughs> and the gods briefly lock Angela up. This lasts all of about two seconds before the AI that can hack anything frees her. And then mm-hmm. delivers her a new robot body to fight with. And... Basically, it comes down to two ticking clocks. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of ticking clocks in this movie. We've got, 
he's like, all right, the, the, the people trying to blow me up are going to be here in 58 minutes, and I can take off in 62 minutes. So I need you to delay them just a little bit. It's Fry, like this oddly Fry, specific I, window of time that is not really paid this attention story to. This has spanned 400 years of human existence <laughs> comes down to a solid four minutes. <laughs> I you're just you're just saying the word anime over and over again. I don't know why you keep saying that. It's so confusing. You know what? It, I it, it's fun. It's funny. It, it, oh. I enjoy the fact that it is really just going whole hog on the anime oh, yeah. buffet. That wasn't a criticism. Yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> so Fry, let's get yeah. let's let let's move on. So let's get a couple. Do you have a couple like favorite moments, like funny scenes or things you really liked from it? That there were a couple of funny dumb bits like yeah like she has never had a body before so she doesn't know that she has to like eat and sleep and <laughs> that she can get sick and at one like at one point she's like caught a cold and the guy's like you didn't know you were sick and she's like this is my first time having a body i thought they just felt this way all the time <laughs> uh, <laughs> more or less yes and then bodies suck the the big fight at the end was actually really i enjoyed it a lot i thought it was really cool yeah. Because, you know, she's in a robot running around, you know, trying to take care of as many as she can. Dingo does not have a robot. What he has are a the ability to conveniently set traps and a sniper rifle. <laughs> so he's just like running around trying to lead the robots into places where he's got explosives set up and just, just blowing the shit out of them and running to the next place. And gotcha. while they're all like trying to chase him down, they're like, how dare you? So I, I thought it was a fun fight scene, and I, I liked the the asymmetric nature of their their battle. Cool. Uh, and also, the robot and Dingo has some really fun conversations and scenes discussing what really is a human anyway, which is a question that this or this movie almost wants to talk about. It almost I bet those does. Are, I bet those are real fucking deep takes on those it, <laughs> questions. It, it definitely points out that those sure are questions, and they could really be thought about in a different different piece of art. Let's say, do you suppose Excellent. I'm going to tackle that? Go fuck I, yourself. I thought that might no. have, might be something you were going to look at. No, I wouldn't assume that, Russ. All right, so, Russ, would you philosophize us on this movie, please? So here's my philosophy. In the year of our Lord, 2400, Dingo is using a laptop with Windows 7. <laughs> yes okay beyond any logic that i ever could have conceived of fry has avoided the big titted elephant in the room oh so ballsack grows herself a body and this is an anime can you guess what that body looks like yeah, she's got like like triple G's and no butt. Do you suppose yeah. that body has small tits? No, do, I don't do, reckon it do does. Do you suppose it has a flabby ass? I bet it's got a flat one because you know. So here's got what I want to talk about: fan service and specifically author appeal. Now, yes. the definition of author appeal is a kind of fan service where the presence of a particular kink is so widespread and prominent that it is interpreted as a specific reason that the creator produced this work. And yeah. often this can overlap with a philosophy that the author espouses. Now, ah. How many words into your, into your script here do, does the name Quentin Tarantino show up? No, I don't use him. 
I, I do two podcasts, and so I think I talked about him kind of recently. I, I use another guy with a foot fetish, though. Okay, so ah, same okay. same diff. Now, this is why I admire hentai or smut artists so much. Like, legitimately. Because no one flies their freak flag or kink flag higher than a fucking hentai artist. Hey, you know what this guy enjoys more than air or water? Milfs <laughs> with huge tits. <laughs> so i get a little pissy when people try to wrap their kinks in saran wrap or a bridal veil and put them in other mediums just a little bit and no one is more egregious than that fucker dan schneider the nickelodeon producer who had a foot fetish then shoehorned in a whole bunch of excuses for kid actors on kid shows to go around doing shit with their feet Dude, oh, just, gross. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. I'll, just start an OnlyFans. That's only not as fun as Quentin Tarantino. There is no reason for iCarly to put ketchup on her feet. Now, there's <laughs> this big, long exchange where Ballsack is trying to convince Dingo to come back to Diva with her, and they happen upon a point that if you exist as a consciousness in Diva, the Matrix, but if you're not particularly useful then your consciousness doesn't get as much processing power as those that are. So you're literally dumber. Yeah. So, or not ambitious enough, or oh, lazy. Okay. You don't get as much processing time. And she yeah. says, what's wrong with that? And he said, Dingo says, it's not about right or wrong. I just don't like lies. No, it's wrong. Like that's and Also, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> then... Instead of learning from or building on this exchange, she breasts boobily over to her Gundam and swings that juicy ass into the driver's seat all in glorious HD. <laughs> Gin Urobuchi is a big fan of one-piece swimsuits, which is a very specific kink, and I admire him for it. Mm. There's a quote by longtime blogger and all-around cool guy Digibro, I always find myself frustrated when a fan service anime comes along that tries to tell some kind of semi-serious fantasy action story only to be interrupted by fan service. In the process, <laughs> both aspects are weakened. My softcore porn is constantly being interrupted by some juvenile storyline, and my dumb action series is constantly being interrupted by low-quality porn. I agree. Yeah. And for Expelled from Paradise, the message is fine if not a little overdone in anime. But the envelope is insane. It's a meditation on the nature of humanity stuffed right between two giant tits that can drive a Gundam. Now, <laughs> these are some boob-tastic action sequences. Speaking as a boobs guy myself, the jiggle physics are right up there with the missile physics. Chef's kiss. Now, I said all that to say, here's why I like this movie. And it's to do with a little something that Jason Pargin wrote about a band called Goat and Your Mom. Now, Goat and Your Mom are ostensibly a band. And Jason Pargin references a song they do called Quack Like a Duck, which is immeasurably profane and involves the lead singer swinging his thong-clad penis at the audience all throughout. <laughs> Members of the audience come to the stage to squeeze it during the performance. Oh my god. Now, here are the opening lyrics to this song. Can you quack like a duck when you suck? Can you buck like a horse when we fuck? Can you take every inch up your butt? 
can you shit on my chest for good luck? (laughs) And Jason writes, everyone who watched that video instantly became a little happier, although not for the same reasons. Can you do that for people? Why not? What's stopping you from strapping on your proverbial thong and cape and taking to your proverbial stage and flapping your proverbial penis at people? This guy knows that the secret to winning at human life, that doing whatever that was, is better than not doing it. And that's the thing of it. This movie is 100% a trope factory, and the plot is stupid, and the tits are gigantic, and the robots are fast, and the animation is amazing, and the answer to everything is guns, 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 and making it was better than not making it. This movie (laughs) was directed by Seiji Mizushima, written by Gen Robuchi. And by the way, all of the stupid names in this movie are Gen's fault. He does that in all of his pictures for some reason that's (laughs) dumb in Japanese. Dingo calls Frontier Setter human because he appreciates art and has goals and wants to leave his mark on the universe. And Seiji and Gin have made their mark on the universe. And if not for their previous respective work on Gundam and Full Metal Alchemist and Fate Zero and Psychopaths, if not for all that, they made their mark. And it's called The Adventures of Ballsack and Dingo. <laughs> well done. Applause. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I'm going to watch it. This is, you know, it's fucking hilarious. I do want to make one comment. You mentioned Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night and all that other shit. I have tried to watch that series. Not Fate Zero specifically. It was one of the Fates. There's like a fucking million of them. I've tried to start it like three times. And the first episode is always like watchable. And then I understand what's going on, but then I'll accidentally watch like a different fate series and i i don't know i get confused and i get lost and it's what the fuck why is it so popular it's not that it's not a high concept we're summoning mythical figures who all look like beautiful anime men from various time periods to fight each other it's fucking stupid anyway oh and the prize is the holy grail like what the fuck is going on in fate anyway what what's the next part? <laughs> this, this oh, part is the next part. Oh, that's right. It's time to spin the wheel. Alright, what should we what should we take off of here? Get rid of drama. Leave Jesus it all. fucking Christ. Fuck it. Get rid of drama. Leave it no, leave drama. Oh fuck it. God damn it. Get no, rid of musical. No drama. No 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 romance. Why are we getting no rid of musical? Adding you hate musical. musicals. Okay, we can add it back. And then put another one that says oh. James gets to pick uh, at the... You can't... That the, breaks the whole format of the podcast. I'm just kidding. You it is kind of a regression, you, though. He used to do that. What? I said it's a regression, though. He used to do that. Oh, that is fair. Okay. All right. James has to pick He just a, a used genre. to say shit, and then we would do it. Like the little monkey puppets that we are. Yeah, I think, I think it's fine to do it for... You know, I, I'm fine with the wheel, but uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, apply your wheel changes, Fry. This site is so fucking weird. Foreign is not a genre, so roll again. Foreign something. Action. (laughs) Wait a minute. Give it. Let's. Okay. So. So foreign action. I love. Let's have one more.
Foreign action what? James picks the theme. Foreign action what? Foreign action musical. <laughs> I want right, to be Bollywood, excited about that. Go. I feel like it's not going to happen because you're okay. just going to get Bollywood. Let me let, let, let me do a backup. Let me do a backup. If, if, if we can't find one of that's Because we can do about. foreign action musical, but it's going to be 100% Bollywood. Okay. Well, well, no, that's that's a fucking slam dunk. Um, okay. If we if if, if we you can't, know, if for whatever why, no, reason, don't for, don't give us a note. Don't give us a note. Okay. We're doing we're doing okay. a Bollywood movie. It's going to be fabulous. No, I, I was just going to give you a if it doesn't. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with Bollywood. That shit rules. Yeah, I feel like there is somewhere between uh, somewhere around a million options in that whole area that we haven't seen yet that we can. Yeah, still definitely. Like, I have already seen RRR, and, kind of and it kicks ass. So don't pick that one. Yeah. It's also not that music-y, but it is a little bit. Music-y. Yeah, no, we want it to be pretty music-y. Yeah. Okay, kick-ass. Right. <laughs> so, foreign action musical equal Bollywood. I think that makes sense. And if and if you find something else, feel free to surprise. So, uh, what are we watching, gentlemen? Anything interesting? I actually started a new show recently that I'll probably watch some more of. It's called The Recruit on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting mix of, like, almost... You know, like CIA action spy thriller and The Office. The recruit oh. is a uh, he's a new first year lawyer at the CIA, and so he gets a little hazing from his his coworkers in the the counsel's office. But hazing in the CIA is like, oops, we sent you to we sent you to Yemen without the right kind of passport. <laughs> um, so or uh, oops, you got in a fight with these you know this assassin and, and all that stuff. So it, it has. It's very. I've only seen one episode, but it, it reminds me of. I think that show was called Chuck. That had a Chuck had a mix of intrigue and spy stuff, along with like goofy, just silly day to day stuff. Oh, okay. So, anyway, it was fun. If that cool. sounds at all like your jam, you should try it. And if it doesn't sound like your jam, it's probably not. Well, I've been trying to watch the Fate series for like a solid week and a half now, and I can't figure it out. So if anyone out there has any tips, uh, just let us know. Hey, James, watch this at gmail.com. How do you watch that did, fucking series? Did you say the Fate series? Yeah, it's an anime series. There's Fate oh, Stay Night. There's Fate Zero. Really. There's, yeah. yeah. There's, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't. Anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening to Hey, James, watch this. Have a great day. Don't drink bleach. Thank you.